It's God's grace that saves a sinner, and it's grace that helps him grow. In Genesis chapter 2, we learn about the origin of marriage. The Creator of all said, It is not good that the man should be alone. God gave us the amazing gift to enjoy our journey on this earth in the relationship of marriage. Today, we will be starting a series on biblical principles of marriage that will help us cultivate a God-honoring relationship. Here is Pastor Wilkerson. Hello, friends, and welcome back to Grace to Grow podcast. I am so glad that we had this time together, and I certainly pray that the following moments you will spend listening to this podcast will bring encouragement from God and help to you, especially in your day-to-day life. We're talking and continuing the thought of foundational principles of marriage. Genesis chapter 2, we find that it's not good that a man should be alone. I will make an help meet for him. We talked about the four purposes of marriage. It's to honor the Lord, to provide companionship for us. It's the arena in which we can enjoy physical intimacy. And it's the optimal environment to raise secure children that will go on and be productive servants of the Lord long term. And by the way, God is very concerned about our children. They are not throwaways. They're here, and they're a blessing and not a burden. They're important to us. And sometimes when you're raising small children, the days can be long, but the years are short, and you will not believe how fast you'll be looking eye to eye to your child. And so much as what done in early days of their life are so important. Mama, Dad, let's make sure that we don't just wait till they get older and start instructing them. Do it early on. Be times. Discipline them. Love them help them to understand their love by God and encourage them in those early days. But also, one of the best things we can do for our children is to be a good spouse to their mom and to their dad. I think that's what we need to do, especially. Well, we find that uh, when God said, it's not good that men should be alone, I will make it help me for him. That's found in Genesis chapter 2 and verse number 18. The Bible says in verse number 21 that the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam and he slept and he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh instead thereof. Whenever a God saw that Adam needed a spouse, he took matters into his own hands and he became the first anesthesiologist. (laughs) He caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam and then he became the first surgeon. He did not uh, come and lacerate his skull and take out uh, a bone out of his skull, nor did he go down to his ankle or foot bones and take a, a bone out of his foot. He took a rib from Adam. A rib goes from the sternum to the backbone, is on the side of the body. And I think this is uh, very interesting because God made for Adam a partner, one like him that would walk alongside, heirs together of the grace of life. Now, home has an authority. There are three main principles we've got to figure out if we're going to have an effective marriage. Number one, authority. Number two, submission. Number three, unity. Those are three main concepts. Because uh, we see that marriage was made and designed by God. Now we'll find out in chapter three, it was marred by sin. But we'll see that also that it was mended by grace. But grace of God, the grace of God reminds us that we must have good authority, good understanding of submission, and a strong pursuit of unity to have an effective relationship. But God made Eve out of the rib of Adam. And just like um, 
you know, Jesus was wounded in his side for his eternal bride. It looks like to me that Adam was wounded in his side for his uh, bride Eve. And I'm grateful for the partnership. And I think this is a principle. First of all, we see the purpose of marriage. Now we see the partnership. Yes, the husband is the manager of the home. The Bible says there is God, there is Christ, there is the man, there is the woman. I do not think you can read the same Bible I'm reading and find any other structure. He said, just as Christ is the head of the church, so the husband is the head of the wife. He bears the responsibility for the home. And I think that's important to understand. But it's also equally important to understand that a lady is no less valuable to God than the husband. They have equal value to God. They have different roles and responsibility in a home. And God has put the husband in as the manager of the home. He also has made them partners together, heirs together of the grace of life. And I think it's beautiful that God chose a rib from Adam to make woman. Then I see not only did God provide a partner for Adam, he insisted that there be a priority in that situation. You might look on your Bible, you can see in Genesis chapter 2, that the rib which the Lord God had taken from the man made he a woman and brought her unto the man. It's interesting, he did not bring to Adam, this is Yvonne, Evelyn, and and uh, Ethel, which one do you want? <laughs> no, he said, this is your Eve. This is Eve. I want you to have her. He's made her for you. And I think it's a good idea for every man and woman to evaluate the fact that God has brought you into this marriage. And sometimes it's hard to say what God has brought together because we're not absolutely sure that really happened. But if you're married, you're married to your Eve, sir, and uh, love her. It's not your job to change her. It's your job to love her. And uh, you do the loving, let God do any changing, and then stay in your side of the fence and keep working on you. Ma'am, if you will frustrate yourself to no end if you try to change your husband, (laughs) it's your job to love him. It's God's job to change him and stay, change him and stay on your side of the fence in regards to that. You're going to find a much happier life and uh, living. We'll find that also that in this passage of scripture, the Bible says, and Adam said, this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. And she shall be called woman because she was taken out of the man. And we see here that God is uh, made us different that he might make us one. Oh, the key and the purpose of marriage is oneness. Sir, God would like it when people saw you, they thought of your wife. You're together so much and you you identify with each other so much that when we see one of you, we think of two of you. When you see Linda, you think of John. You see John, you think of Linda. And I think it's really an important part of understanding that God's purpose for marriage is oneness. And he's very excited about that. In the next uh, concept, we see it is priority. It's interesting here. Verse 24 says this. Therefore shall a man leave his father and mother and shall cleave unto his wife, and they shall be one flesh. It's interesting that of all of the marriage verses in the Bible, this one is quoted three additional times after this initial time in Genesis. It's in Matthew, Mark, and again in Ephesians. And the reason this verse is quoted so many times, I think, is because it's one of the major principles of marriage. And that is 
When you're single, God is number one. When you're married, God is number one. When you're single, God's number one and your parents are number two. But when you get married for the cause of marriage, then you're to leave other relationships and cleave to your wife and you'll be one flesh. See, God is number one, but when you get married, your spouse becomes number two and everyone else is a distant third. Everyone else is in that uh, third spot. And it's important to make that known and understood. It will be tested. Every single marriage I've ever been familiar with over any length of time has had the priority challenge. Sometimes it's with family. Sometimes it's with your occupation. Sometimes it's with finances. Sometimes it's with a hobby or friends or the boys or my, my girlfriends. I don't know what it is, but I will tell you this. God wants marriage to be a priority. He still needs to be number one, but your spouse needs to be number two. This is especially true for a man to understand this. There's a bond between a man and his mom normally, but for the cause of marriage, a man shall leave his father and mother. And of course, this was not for the sake of Adam and Eve because they didn't have a mom or dad. This is for our sake. He's telling us marriage is vital and it's important to understand that it must become your priority. Before I was married, if I wanted to go get a gun or I wanted to buy something expensive, I just did it. If I wanted to stay out later than uh, 10 o'clock at night and go uh, to steak and shake or do something, I just did it. But when I became a married man, I had to consider Linda. And that's a biblical responsibility because she now has become my priority. It's kind of like when you get baptized, you're identifying with Jesus. You're buried with him in baptism. What you're saying is now my, my decisions need to be under the consideration, is this what Christ wants or is this what I need to think about somebody else? And when I got married, God wants me to think about my spouse and make her a priority. That will be challenged and it must be decided, you know what, I'm going to do my best to make God number one and my spouse number two. And even children that come along, boy, I love children. And Linda, God has given Linda and I nine of them and I love them. But they need to understand they're a distant third, too. They were uh, brought into our relationship, but our relationship with them is temporal. Our relationship with our spouse is a covenant relationship. Thank you for tuning in to Grace to Grow, and I pray that something on the podcast would be edifying and encouraging to you today. Have a wonderful day in Jesus. The opportunity for a man and woman to be one flesh is a gift given to us by God. We pray this series will be an encouragement and tool that allows you to keep investing in your marriage so that it may be a light of God's love in this lost world. Please consider sharing this podcast so it may be a blessing to others. Have a great day in Jesus. Who gives us grace?